All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Ah, it's good to say it. It's good to say it. Good to get it out there. Feels right. Welcome back to Greenbox back Gaming. Back in the driver's seat. Back in the driver's seat. I didn't the know <laughs> 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 It's too late. You're in here. <laughs> We're going. Uh, welcome back. Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green Impossible Landscape. This is going to be our little kind of session zero-ish uh, for our uh, our go-between between Chapter 2 and Chapter 3 of Impossible Landscapes. This is going to be our Episode 0. I am joined by my friends, Brad, playing Hank Ellis. Did you say Landscapes? <laughs> I, I, I thought it's, I it's, couldn't it's let it common pass. courtesy not to interrupt the GM when he makes <laughs> shitty mistakes. Like he has to say so many words, like he's gonna stumble over some shit. It's fine, Brad. It's, we're playing impossible landscapes. Now. <laughs> I, I just roll with it. I, yes, and I noticed when I did it, and I thought for a moment, is one of these chuckle fucks gonna have something to say? And uh, then nothing you happened. Can rest assured, <laughs> I am Brad is the chuckle fuckiest of the um, chuckle fucks of them all. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the chuckle fuckiest of them all? <laughs> it's Brad. <laughs> Anyway, Jean, playing Benedict. Hi. It's Chuckle Fucky. Hello. <laughs> and of course, Dace playing Benji. Uh, middling on the Chuckle Fuckyometer. Oh. Is that. Ooh, do we not have a better word for it? Chuckle Fuckyometer. You want to try a word, Joe? <laughs> no. Fuckdar? No, I. I <laughs> no, that's how you detect Chuckle Fuckiness, is with your Chuckle okay. Fuckdar. Uh. Uh, Chuckle fuck-a-gram. <laughs> okay, well, well, this went off the roll, the rails. Oh, I said the rolls. That's... So you see what I'm doing? <laughs> oh, it's one of those. The carbs. Too many carbs. Too many We're car- off the rolls. We got to get off those carbs. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you were saying? Yeah, you got to take the reins here. You're out of practice. Dude. Yeah, I said so you guys are just running all over me. Yeah. Um. Well, today we're just gonna keep going. Today, I figured that we would just kind of uh, take this opportunity to do two things. Uh, one, kind of reflect on uh, the Christmas one-shot we did. I figured we'd do that real quick. Like, real quick. Uh, if you haven't listened to our D&D Christmas one-shot that we did, go back. Listen to it. It's like four hours of just... It's something. It's something, all right. I our think we can all... unhinged. Masochistic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see these guys at their most unhinged... <laughs> Is that the the festival that masochists celebrate? <laughs> masochists. <laughs> <laughs> but we so I figure we do that, and then uh, then we'll talk. Get into impossible landscapes. So how about that? Uh, so Christmas one shot. How'd you guys like that? How was it? I think John should answer. Ten out of ten. First, okay, oh. the best. First exp- the best in person. In person D and D is so good. So, so good, good, in fact, that I'm I'm trying to like claw back some in-person D and D right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just play another session right now? Just right now. You have something locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I could pull one out of my ass. Uh, these actually, yeah, because Jean and Dace are both in Gatlinburg in person, uh, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, sitting outside in the cold, away from their families, where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> can't even refute that. Yeah, I've had nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the truth. Entirely accurate. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, 
don't know. How does it how does it feel to get back into the uh, the fantasy, the fantasy world again, the D and D? You know, man. Optimally, if we could find a way to just like vacillate or rather oscillate in between Delta Green and fantasy settings, like yeah, it did feel really great to get back into it. Not yeah. that I'm not enjoying Delta Green by any means, but that would just be like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, it'd I'd, also be like mind breakingly hard. I disagree. I would like to vacillate. Okay. Ah, <laughs> let's get vascular. Fucking. <laughs> let's uh, work out real hard, <laughs> get our veins pumping, and then oscillate in between TTRPGs. <clears throat> well. Nobody asked me, but Brad, I thought it was great. Do you have anything great. to nitpick on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have anything besides lip, Brad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to actually uh, add? <laughs> I thought it was an. That's a, why nobody I asked I thought it was you. an appropriate uh, next step in the arc that is the one shot. Yeah. yeah. Mm, um, right. Right off the bat, huge props to you, Joe, for the yeah, world building. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of this. This this hellscape that was contained and forgotten like it makes me think uh, of the um, like old sewers in New York City that are just like paved over now right which is I don't know that's where my mind goes but <laughs> that's just like old forgotten shit like that yeah well I mean there's like, like um, god what there was a movie I saw that was all about these guys uh, going into the catacombs under Paris and like going into like an upside down hell world like they descended down through hell and then into like a reflected version of the real world and that's where they popped out yeah, um, I can't remember the name of it I'll say this it is I went to the catacombs like three years ago and you go down far like below the subway and yeah. you can literally I did not do this but you could touch the fucking skulls like no one's sitting there watching like there's just skulls lined up <laughs> And you can you like, just touch skulls. Sure. <laughs> I didn't do this. This Brad just like, could, bah, like, bah, 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 like <laughs> he's making biscuits like a like, cat. I'm not, with skulls. I'm not joking. Just... You could like take a skull, bring it back to your house, put a candle inside of it. It's like it's like that scene from Lion King where the hyenas are playing the skulls like a like a, like a set of drums. <laughs> that, was, that was Brad on his trip to the catacombs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was. But yeah, that's like part of that is the uh, it, yeah. It's you know, and that was all you know, stuff that I've had in the back of my head for a long time, but, um, so yeah, I'm just, okay. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. This, but there was a big bad, obviously something mm. that we had to fight then. So how much of that was homebrewed and how much of that was taking from an actual monster from the manual? The, are you talking about the wall of flesh at the end? Yeah. So, the I didn't even I didn't even have a name for it the wall of flesh the name originally I just it was just going to be this thing but the um, there is actually a a boss in the game Terraria uh, which is oh, literally yeah. a wall of flesh and that's where the name came from that's kind of out of nowhere but most of it I right. most of it I came up on my own uh, one of the things I'm a really big fan of doing especially in games like I oh, don't get me wrong Delta Green the the like the handler's guide has creatures it has entities and they have stat blocks and you know in D&D and most other games have entire books of just creatures um, one thing I'm a real big fan of it's just taking a creature and reskinning it just using the same stat block and just mm. theme it different 
you know it's like and that's a like as far as like dming goes like i've done that all the time like to come up with something that i want it's like or it's like man i really like i like i really think there should be a creature here and it needs to be about challenge rating eight you know in order to be you know in order to work but there's nothing that fits the theme so yeah. what so speak speaking of the one shot we're here with robert as well uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners, Robert? About the one the shot. Player of, of the, the, mic. the player of Polo Marco. Yeah. Mm, hello again! <laughs> uh, I hope that picked up on your That's, local recording uh, because yeah. it was too shrill. It sounded like you. That's Robert, the ma- everybody. Matrix. <laughs> Give a hand for my brother Robert. Polo Marco. There he Polo goes. Polo Marco himself. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, was really good having another player in the mix as well. Like, yeah, that was fun. Four, was four fun. is a good number. Um, like I, I don't know. Like I, I think four I think for especially a, for D and D. Sweet spot for D and D. Like, yeah, just going mm-hmm. to Skystone. I can't imagine how bogged down those uh, combat situations would have been with five people. It's right. doable. Yeah, but yeah, like, absolutely. When you have five people, I think they all need to be on their toes and like. This is what I'm doing, you know, each round for it to, like, go smoothly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, like, a graph, though, or if you could picture a graph, it's, like, three players is optimal in the scheduling yes. sector. <laughs> yeah. And when you add another Just player, one more like, the scheduling becomes exponentially more sure. difficult. But it, I, I, I do think it does add to the gameplay. Yeah. Right. But it, these are things we have to fun. take into account. Yeah. We just bring an NPC along. Like, <laughs> but, that was also okay. one of my best like Steve, parts of it. Like Steve. Joe should just bring work harder. Here's the fun thing I, about the I should shot. just do harder. Uh, specifically, I, I, because our characters are so um, fucked up and selfish. That, <laughs> fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I personally, if we were playing Delta Green, I'm not gonna necessarily well, because of the rep, rep, repercussions of the like the fucking world i'm not gonna just like off an npc but at the one shot obviously we had no qualms about <laughs> yeah no consequences <laughs> npcs because uh just because honestly i didn't say i didn't like him i kind of liked him and still. <laughs> i remember i remember just the cry that went out from uh from from, from from Jessica and yeah. from Gabby when <laughs> when he when Steven died they were just they were really really upset about it the whole thing they got too attached yeah he was great to, you I, can't get attached he did not deserve it but I mean you you created the world Joe not at all you created a uh, so it's really my world. fault yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, it is it is really good to be able to dip your toes back into fantasy I I miss it. I miss it sometimes, but the whole reason we started to do Delta Green is because we kind of had gotten our fill um, of fantasy, you know? And I was just, you know, and that's why it appealed. Brad's fantasy custard was simply too rich. It was too... We needed a palate cleanser. It was too rich. We we needed, if I may, the wasabi of Delta Green. <laughs> the ginger. The, 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 the ginger, ginger, yeah. Oh, the, the ginger that Yeah, yeah, you're the using palate. wasabi wrong. Yeah, oh. that's not what wasabi's for. <laughs> You're not, you're not supposed like, to put wasabi up your butt out of your nose after every sushi roll. roll. I, yeah, I just, I just imagine him putting on his finger and like scrubbing his mouth with it. 
in the eye. Yeah. It'll get you fucked up if you put enough in there. <laughs> it's like nutmeg. Yeah, that's what dying feels like. It feels a lot like being fucked up. <laughs> it feels like nutmeg. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was it was a great time. And man, just being able to play together in the same room. Oh, God. There's nothing better tabletop no replacement than... That was your first time, wasn't it? This, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like playing in person, John. Yeah. yeah. All together. Yeah. It was it's just so Some fun. Honestly, only snacks. my third time mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did the entirety of Skystone. You should get up more. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> he says to the other D&D player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like, I, I would love to... You know, like, I actually, I had some, some people I go to school with who were like, oh, yeah, you DM, you should DM a game, and that could, we could all play together. And I'm like, no, I'm already doing one. Someone else needs to lift that <laughs> weight. Really stacked. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, just too much. I think Dace is up next. Yeah. yeah. I actually am up next. up next. He is definitely up next, yeah. And it keeps me up at night. <laughs> it makes me sweat when I think about it. <laughs> I I'm get up. extremely nervous. Totally ready for <laughs> Well, what that. would you want to do? Um, I would like to do, well, one of two things. I'd either like to do a D&D campaign set in Eberron, because I think it really aligns with the world that I've made, like my own independent world. Right. Like there's arcane magic that is, like, kind of sort of simulates, like, electricity or whatever. Yeah. And I want, like awesome um vaporwave japanese cities and like cool <laughs> shit like that you know cyberpunk um, red is a game too right <laughs> i just i just <laughs> i dude i'm i'm just so lazy i don't want to learn a new game that's also fair uh, <laughs> i was actually <laughs> i feel way more comfortable with D. and then go ahead brad no um i was just saying like i honestly think D 5e no, there's some complaints that it's a little too uh, light on the rules, but it's honestly set up to where you can make any kind of game you want. Like you can homebrew the shit out of whatever you want. We can make you can make yes. a Delta Green version of Five E if you want. One hundred percent. Yeah, you know? I have and considered it. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, there uh, when we were running my campaign, and we only had like a couple episodes or sessions in my campaign but I had like five different cities plotted out and essentially every different city was a different feel and one of them was like Delta Green Horror and um, like noir Jesus you did a lot of playing yeah one was noir yeah I was like super <laughs> into did five it um, dude we love yeah I mean I definitely want to get it's back just, to uh, heavy hand I thought that character was my Magnum opus. <laughs> I, I'm. I thought Toad. I thought Toad was your Magnum opus. Uh, Toad was so good. He was like a. No. He was a simple man. <laughs> no. A simple man. Let's put it that way. We should. Uh, Brad, can you give a description of Toad for the listeners? In three words or less. Mm. I don't know about that. As, one and a half as, words. As Toad. One and a half words or fewer. As Toad. Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> no, okay, no. <laughs> Damn it. There. So he was like a morbidly obese monk, and he could barely speak. Uh, I think he was illiterate, but he had like 
he was super high on wisdom. Uh, so he wasn't like dumb. He was just very special. Poorly he was bred. A special boy. <laughs> but he also didn't have like he's also missing like a lot of his memory. Like your classic, uh, you know, main character who doesn't have memory. And there was this thing where he could eat anything. Like his jaws would unhinge like a snake, and he would literally could devour yeah. literally anything. Well, that came to your like, like from, homebrew uh, situation, Joe. I think you gave us a boon of sorts. Yes. Where each character had a, you know, something special they could do. And yeah, I, I would, wanted to do it within rules. I was like, okay, obviously I won't. I can't, like, I don't want this. <laughs> it's already ridiculous. He can swallow anything. I won't, I won't say he can, like, swallow a dragon and one shot a dragon. But, like, you know, let's say an item or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, it fit the it backstory. It wasn't. Wasn't your inspiration for that the uh, one of the characters from Full Metal Alchemist? Oh yeah, it was. Oh, uh, look was look was actually yeah. gluttony. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's like a super fat, weird dude that's also can fight. Yeah, <laughs> and like surprisingly effective. Like. He was very good. <laughs> what was what was the other idea you were saying you wanted to run besides your your the Eberron? other idea? Despite the fact that I said I don't want to learn another system, it would be Blaze in the Dark. Oh yeah, that's that's the system that it's just so fascinating to me. Yeah, and well, we've I, we've I, talked I would about actually. Oh uh, yeah, we, we talked about it before. I believe we talked about it on sanity checks before. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Can you can you give us? I probably asked the same question it? again. So it's very, it's like a, it's like a fantasy kind of steampunkish kind of feel. Imagine like a dark Victorian kind of city uh, where it's like outside the, outside the city walls, like a wasteland full of ghosts and undead. Um, and you play members of a gang. But one of the interesting things, and I think it was you who said this, Dace, is like you play members of a gang. And you're, you basically all run heists together, but the gang is as much of a character as the characters are. Like, the gang is an entity that you're trying to succeed and, like, get bigger and get more powerful. Hmm. And one of the big differences is that you don't... You don't plan any of your heist ahead of time. You just go and do the heist, and then you have flashback scenes. Like, imagine you're watching Ocean's Eleven, Right. Uh, and it's like there's all these every now and then there's a flashback to where they stashed something they needed or you know paid somebody off at the right time you do the entire heist via flashbacks and it's it's a very interesting mechanic it's very fun Um, the person who runs it has to do it completely off the top of their head it's very well known for you have to juke and jive like you have to really be able to come up with everything and that that is the part that intimidates me. Like, I think with your level of GMing at this point, you'd be great at it. But at, at this point, I've got the least experience DMing or GMing uh, out of all of us now. Now that John has done reverberations. That's just one, though. Haven't you? You've done before. Not as much as you think, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, he comes so, off as that kind of guy, doesn't he? That he had done a I, lot of that. I talk <laughs> like I know <laughs> what I'm talking about, but I really don't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was, I'm, I was just glad to be able to see you guys, be able to get in. A, I had yeah. never been in the same room as Sean until oh, that's uh, we did. <laughs> we that did is the Christmas wild. one shot. That's so wild. I also haven't. I, I also haven't lived in the South for a long time, so that's uh. 
though that's a big part of it. Uh, but yeah. It was good, though. It was we good. Do it again. It was a great time, yes, absolutely. Well, do you guys want to talk about some Delta Green? Patreon stretch goal biannual Ooh. in person. Bi biannual, shot. dude, that'd be great. I would love to do All that. All that money's man. going to flights. <laughs> Just pizza. to flights. Flights and, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> flights and lodging. That's all we need. We'll publish the receipts. We'll make it better. And the talkie rolls. But yes. <laughs> the talkie rolls. Oh, man. So. Yes. Do you guys, re agree. Do you guys agree. remember? Do you guys remember what happened at the end? What happened at the end? What do you I guys remember? I would like a recap. Fucking clowns, man. I would like Fucking a recap. clowns. Okay, we'll do, we'll do a recap. We'll do a recap real quick. I'll do it. So, uh, the guys, having originally been put together back in 1995 to investigate the disappearance of an artist, Abigail Wright, in New York City, uh, they finally kind of figured out at the end of that that Abigail Wright is lost. She is gone, and we don't think there's a way to get her back right now. And they burned down the apartment building. Because that's what you do. That's how you contain the situation. They contained the situation. Ten years later, they were summoned into Boston for another mission to look into the disappearance of some agents from an insane asylum. Turned out, uh, I'm not sure if you guys had realized this, and I'll just put it out there right now. You guys never found any evidence that these people really existed. Just no. saying. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys never had any evidence that those people existed. Um, they did there was evidence that they disappeared though. Yes, there's, there's evidence uh, that's, that something was cleaned up in the room. Yes, there's evidence right. that something had happened in the room. But that's that, that's all you yes. guys had evidence of. Uh, okay. you were summoned to look into their disappearance. Uh, it turns out though, you were not summoned by Delta Green. You were actually summoned by uh, the insanity that is Dr. Barbus. Um, he seemed to have been kind of pulled in to the madness of the King in Yellow and uh, Carcosa. Uh, you guys disposed of him and then went on a trip to Las Vegas to kind of track down another vector, the Sophilia Citri. Um, all of this off the back of this name, Michael Whitwer, who was a Delta Green agent you guys encountered in 1995. Uh, you tracked down Ophelia, broke into her house, uh, killed a tiny, uh, tiny killing machine, via an IED, blew up her house. Uh, and lots of explosives. Lots of explosives. Uh, took her, it, interrogated her, gave her to Delta Green. Oh, in the meantime, you brought Marcus, your old handler, back into the fold to assist with operations. You'd been assigned a new operation by... Uh, God, I can't remember her name now. Um, uh, B-Cell. The B-Cell woman. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I can't remember her name. Anyway, uh, you guys were assigned that mission after meeting with high-level Delta Green people. Uh, you went back to Ophelia Citri's house, went to the tunnel, almost died. And then at the end of it, you guys went back to Boston. You went back to Boston and were put back on, kind of back on the trail. Like, you, now you need to find out what else is going on. You knew there was something going on in the asylum. You went into the asylum and got sucked into the night world. Uh, as patients of the Dorchester Kicking and house. Screaming. We got we got abducted. Let's be clear. Let's, we got abducted. Let's be very clear. You got you guys got tranked into the night world, basically. Wait, Cut what world was that? <laughs> the night tranked? world. Tranked? Tranked. 
Like what word is that? Like Sorry, tranquilized? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're running up the stairs, doing... and then there's some weird shit with, wait, this floor doesn't really exist, and then these guys came out of nowhere, and yeah. blackout. Well, that was the thing. The second you guys entered the Dorchester facility at night, it was already too late. Hmm. You guys were pulled into the night world. You made a lot of weird discoveries in there. You met Ace Darabondi. Uh, you met this weird uh, weird doctor. You met this weird patient called Sunshine. Um, you saw there's this weird stuff being pulled out of people. This patzu. Uh, you saw, there was actually one instance in which you saw something strange. You saw a masked man run down a hallway and open a door. And you saw Abigail Wright. And one of you had posited, did we cause that? Did we cause that man to run down there and run into Abigail Wright? Eventually, you guys, uh, you guys went to group therapy where you had an interesting interaction with a doctor a friend where you saw him exalted and like in this royal finery. But I'm sure it was all just hallucination. Um, eventually, you guys were taken. So, oh, you need to go meet with King Bael. You had to make your way through the library, and eventually you, after being stalked by the paper tiger, uh, you guys you guys summoned a demon. You summoned King Baal himself, and lo and behold, there he was, Timothy Baal. The same Timothy Baal that you guys had found records of previously. Um, he guided you into the theater and told you that you have to drink the patsu after you guys watched the the performance, let's say, of the dancing clown with the dragon. Uh, he drank the patsu and disappeared, which apparently woke up the dragon and or woke up the clown. And you guys spent the rest of the time trying to evade. Uh, Hank taking the forefront, taking the charge, leading the charge as he always Crazy. does, uh, was so close to being killed instantly so close like you do not know like I'm, the math was not in your favor uh, I think I, I I actually I think I calculated and I think there was like an 80% chance that you would have died instantly uh, <laughs> like and you just brave did. or dumb brave or, or dumb. dumb I mean Bro. it was in character brave? it Bro. was in character <laughs> it was it was totally it was a very it was, would you say Brum and Dave is it Brum or Dave <laughs> Brum and Drave <laughs> Drave very Drave very Drave uh, <laughs> and but you guys eventually I think Benji was the first one to escape by drinking the patsu and then followed by Benedict and last just before he was again touched by this clown crushed Hank disappeared you guys came into this house this house that looks like it's probably for sale or like you know emptied out with all the all the uh, furniture covered by sheets and things like that um, with this demonic seal on the floor and you guys are surprised to see this strange clockwork child clank out to you, this weird marionette with no strings, and present you with the letter from Abigail Wright. Ah, uh, forgot one, about that. Yes, the one at the very, very end at the climax. Um, let's see, I will... I'll, I'll read it again here real quick. Uh, find J.C. Lynn's at Hotel Broad Alvin. Go now. Find the hotel, the labyrinth, the author, the bottle, the city, the lake, its shadow, the battle, then the party, the dance, the girl in blue, the one singing. 
Nothing is true except out is through. Love and kisses, Abby. Who, who do we think the girl in blue is? Do we think that's Abigail? That's the first we heard that. Yeah. But I want to... That was a huge mindfuck. Uh, oh, and so, speaking no, of no, mindfucks... No, no, not that, but I'm saying the beginning. Sorry, <laughs> well, speaking of mind fucks, that you guys, I think two of you had mental breaks in this room when all this happened. Hank finally broke. He was he was literally one point away for, <laughs> for a in, long time. For entire chapter, I think. <laughs> yeah. then, for some reason, a giant shifting clown put him over the edge. I don't know how. For whatever reason, <laughs> uh, it doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but now, yeah, I think he has paranoia specifically. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, this is gonna be fun to wrangle you two. I just have I have no clue how to think about how these characters are gonna get back to reality or whatever they've gotten back to, and it's how what, to carry. On. What is do you, no back. do you think rea- through, do you think reality is a problem? I mean, you guys made it back yes. to Boston. I, yes, I think reality is a problem in this game. But Definitely. you said so, so. Okay, <laughs> you said there's no evidence that the actual. Two inmates, not inmates, this uh, clients, patients. Whatever, patients that went missing actually existed. So everyone in the hospital was insane, are in on it, because obviously it was real to everyone we spoke to. Those patients were people to everyone when we spoke to. Or they were just in this hospital playing out some kind of a script. Yeah. Well, you guys ran into something very similar you know, at the uh, McAllister building in 1995, right? Where the influence seemed to just kind of infect people, you know? True, but not so, that, not so much that these people didn't exist. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe it's the kind of thing we can talk about one day after all of your characters have been consumed into, uh, <laughs> into the king. And... Uh, <laughs> The rest of the other two characters, you mean? Because Benji's art, he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, is in. I was just thinking about like his mentality and how he would, like us as players, are like constantly analyzing everything. But I think Benji is more of the mentality of like when you read a really dense fantasy novel and they just drop you in media res and you don't understand everything that's going on, but you just kind of go with it, like expecting that the answers will be or the questions will be answered eventually right Right. that's probably his mentality he's just like following the leads what's what's next what's next get closer to the source get closer to the king in yellow yeah and it all makes sense eventually sure (laughs) because that's how this game works (laughs) yeah i think benedict is gonna try and retire again again (laughs) honestly that's next episode he's gonna try (laughs) <laughs> He's retired. I'm out of the game. I'm out of the I'm game too again. Old for this shit. <laughs> I've got an interesting idea for chapter three. Um, what if we all swap characters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That could be interesting. Well, I'll wow. be Benji. And I'll be, what's your, God, I just forgot your Hank. character's name, Brad. Hank. 
And I'll be Hank ho, 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 with all my homeless sons. Old old foghorn leghorn bullshit. <laughs> it's very foghorn leghorn. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh. oh god. Yeah, that's good. Wait, and, and then you're do just me. gonna be Do me, John. Me. Who's wait, doing me? Who's doing me? You're, I mean, you're still stuck with I'm uh, stuck. <laughs> I'll wait, no, I've got it. I'm gonna be the handler. Joe's gonna be Benedict. <laughs> okay, yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> uh, uh, top of the morning. <laughs> is that is that what he sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> Irish. Wait, it's a British accent. That's right, not Irish. Hi, <laughs> Papua New Guinea. <laughs> oh, Papua New Guinea. Who's that sitting on Michelle's on Michelle's face? <laughs> Give us a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's Benedict. That's basically Benedict. Wow, I have not portrayed the characters I've intended. <laughs> oh man. I wonder. Yeah. Um, so here's. So I have. I have a question uh, for you guys. And so, so first of all, would you guys like to know the title of chapter three? Here, I'll sh- I'm assuming that's not going to give anything away. No. Well, so what I- were the previous titles? Remind us. India Moon. No, you're wrong. You're wrong, and you should feel bad. What? What? Don't you, don't you fucking gaslight me. I'm not, I'm not well, the first one was Night Force. What? Right? And I, yeah. and, I, and I didn't tell you guys the name of that because the Night Floors is a very important thing to find out about. So, first one was Night Floors. The second one was a volume of secret faces. Okay. Oh. Huh. Oh, so Indian Moon was just the... That was the mission name. That, that was yeah, the mission Barbus gave us. That was a ruse. Oh, shit. Okay. The ruse. A clever ruse. Uh, the third one is named Part 3, Like a Map Made of Skin. Jesus. I'm going sh- to wow. show this to you wow. here. Will this show up? Hold on. Larry, it's not. Focus. Put it next to your face. Bring your face real close. Uh, wait, so let, me just, let me just get rid of the blur on the screen so you guys can actually. I like I like my solution better. <laughs> just put my face in front of the screen. We can see your real life to Joe's face in the background. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. it's just our faces with the eyes scratched. And out. his murder room. What's all that plastic doing hanging on your <laughs> walls? Like Could you just please. turn to the next page for us? <laughs> and then the other oh, wait. one. And then the next one. And then well, this this is the image. This is image on the other side. Oh wow! Oh, that's horrifying. So it's like a bloody face. Kind of. It's got like googly eyes on it. Gas mask. Oh okay. I saw googly eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is (laughs) this is like a this is a Rorschach test. On this resolution. It's hard to see on this resolution. Well, and what it says here, it has out to the side, uh, it has a quote here from the King in Yellow. Uh, Casilda, that which hunts makes us whole. Camilla, sister, sister, stave off this melancholy. Casilda, death is a song of sorts, sung by all but once. Yes. Wow, that's incredibly vague bullshit. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So but I, I have a question for you Just guys about this. Um, 
<laughs> so here's here's a so there isn't going to be so I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys about this next chapter. This next chapter is we're not going to be there's not gonna be years. It's not gonna be ten years uh, between. In fact, it's not even going to be a single day. We're picking up right where you guys end in the abandoned house. Picking right up. There are no home scenes. There is no going to therapy. There is no staying on the case. <laughs> There's none of that. There's no connecting with nature. It's not happening. None of it. Like you guys, you're just going straight back into the. You guys are your characters are going straight back into it. Yep, that's exactly that's what's cruel. going in. So, but the thing is, is when you guys come back out, not only have you learned a lot of new things, your characters, but you are different too. And there are going to be some things that are a little different about you. And I have bigger Let's. dicks. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for joining us uh, for Greenbox Gaming. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys are changed too, and there are some changes that can happen. Now, the way these changes are, like a lot of games, uh, these changes are on a list, and you can roll dice for them, or I can assign them as I think are thematically appropriate. To your characters and what do you guys think mm. what do you guys want like you know and you know I, I've gotten some I've gotten some flack on reddit for Lee for making you guys a part of this discussion uh, because I'm the handler and I should just do what I want but that's unfair that that's fuck that yeah Joe, that, fuck that, them. give us their names I'll, I'll beat them up <laughs> that, 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 let's I, dox them I made that sound a lot worse than it did that, they were they were not they were not they were not rude about it I, don't, I didn't think uh, but okay. you know I this is how I like to do it I like to make you guys a part of this uh, so like what, what do you what do you guys think what kind of changes honestly what are we talking about it's I not be, it's not very important well, okay. I wouldn't worry about it <laughs> let's roll for it see you're doing that that handler thing that you do <laughs> when is... you say something and I think you mean another thing <laughs> it's I don't know why you well, think it was important I think given how we've leaned into the role play side of things and the characters we have to just go with thematic I don't think this is gonna I don't think we should roll for stuff that's gonna be thematically on point and make the story better I think you have to choose that that would be my that would be my vote or we just lean into some randomness. But I think well, I mean, randomness is randomness is kind of you know it's kind of the insanity of the game as well, you know, to in a way. No, no. Mm. So do I, I get really good at guitar? No, and you, shooting guns. No, your dick and gets bigger. Homeless people. Uh. In my, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, this late into the game. Like, sure, random rolls can lead to really interesting results, but I don't know. I trust you as a handler, and I think I kind of want to put that into your hands and then play off of what you, what, whatever constraints you give me. Benji's dick gets smaller. Okay. Uh, oh, fuck that. <laughs> we're, we're rolling. We're rolling. Strike the records. We're rolling. Yeah, I don't trust you at all. I want to roll. <laughs> okay, there you go. 
Well, I mean, so we're so well. The thing is, is I like Brad more, so he gets three votes. Uh, okay. <laughs> this seems as fair as I think the games are in the background. Right. Oh no, Brad. Do you have a, Do you have an actual opinion, or is it uh, Or is it just quips tonight? Uh. What wow. was the okay. fuck? Cheek, cheek fuckery, <laughs> fuck cheekery. Um, well, Chuckle. I want to know, I wanna know what we're deciding. I want to know what I stand to gain, Joe. What are we deciding on? You, oh, do you ever stand to gain anything <laughs> in Delta the, Green? What is the coin flip? Uh, there is a coin. Um, there is a good side and a bad side to that coin, and oh. it's gonna be that way, kind of no matter what. What if? Joe rolls for all of us. So Joe's deciding, but he's also rolling. Me? <laughs> is, it, is it really as simple? Is it a 50-50 thing? No. More complicated okay. than it's that. It's just lies. It's just lies and deception. Let's see what happens Gaslight. with John's character, and then we'll decide after. <laughs> <laughs> I go first? Like, push me in front of the train? <laughs> the dick will be the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. Okay, wait, I have a question. Yes. Will these traits continue or apply to any subsequent characters if one of our characters happens to get vaporized <laughs> by a clown? No, I, I, they'll probably give you a, a, that one a different one if something happens. Okay, all right. To some different psychosis. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I outvoted think... a three to or two to one, so I'm fine doing the. Uh, no, you no, you're, you're, you're you get more votes. Yeah, because you have three votes. We're, we're outvoted oh, yeah. three to two because you because you're Joe's well, favorite roll, baby huh? little boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're rolling now. I don't know. Well, oh. I'll, we could do oh, that now if that's you're prepared to. Cool. No, well, that would be fun. the way yeah. the way it happens is that so like uh, you guys are coming out changed, but those changes may not be completely apparent uh, right now. So we'll we'll okay. well, so it's like a thing. Out. If we choose to roll, then we roll. You make a note of what we roll, and yep. then okay, let's do that. So what you're what you're telling me is we can't have fun. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. This is and not only this is can you not that I'm going to go out of my way to make sure you have the opposite of fun. Okay. What does it say about us as humans that we're still playing this game with you? <laughs> it says that you're masochist? I don't know. <laughs> this feels like Secret Santa. Can we just do Secret Santa instead? Ooh, do you want to yeah. choose them for each and other? Then, and, then, <laughs> yeah, and then we can exactly. choose to steal one. <laughs> nice. The last person has to keep it. You get a big dick. No, you get the big dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take your big no, dick. Now, I'm going to steal that big but dick. But now your dick is too big. <laughs> you can only uh, steal man. twice. <laughs> still twice. Okay, well, I, I, think, I think I've got the info I need. I'll, I'll, I'll go through and I'll kind of thematically... I'll so, use what, some, uh, so wait, what? So what you're pretty much creating is a game mechanic where we have... Something that's happened, uh-huh. there's evidence that it happens, and then the consequences come later. Yeah, yeah. So that's you, you, and we have no agency in this Mm-mm. entire game. Nope. Unless you I, roll, we get, he gave you the chance to roll. Game dynamic. I gave you the chance to roll, John, and you uh, you didn't you didn't want to roll. Has so. the game gone? Did we play it? It's <laughs> done. I fucking feel uh, like roll I'm to like, win I'm, Delta Green. Uh, make it's it make very it. cold outside. <laughs> I stand by my my initial decision. You know 
you know the most interesting choice for Benji, and you know what I'm going to have the most fun playing. Mm. So I want you to choose and it. Least fun. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I've got a, I think I've got a pretty good idea then. Well, I mean, all right. Okay, so but uh, so this is a personality test. This is what this really is. Well, and he, here's a good question. So let's say so let's say here, uh, this this clockwork child has come, and by the time you guys read this invitation from Abigail and you look up, it's gone, just like it was never there. Um, you guys are the three of you are freshly out. Two of you are freshly out of psychosis of some sort, um, and you're all here in this. I'm like, and you can hear cars driving by outside on the street. Like you might even like peek through the curtains, and you look to be kind of like in a little suburb, and you see a little house for sale sign out front. Um, what is going through each of your heads? Like what is like what are you feeling? Like how is how is each of us feeling? How is Benji feeling? Isn't Benji coming out of a psychological break? Yes. Wasn't he like catatonic? Yeah. So like you, when you come kind of out, that's when you guys saw the Clockwork Child. So you've had just enough time to kind of take that in after your catatonia. Shit. Now that he's back in the real world, he's probably like going through withdrawal. Hmm. Okay. Like, uh, like you look out the window and like you see like you know maybe there's like some kids ride by on their bicycle and it's like too normal. Too normal. Yeah. 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 Well, withdrawal from the night worlds and also like all the the substance abuse that he partakes in in the physical oh, world. Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it hasn't been a factor for a while because we've been in this kooky... You've variety. been in the night world. At least that's how, I've de- that's how I've decided to play it. I don't know if that's actually... Well, we'll s- okay, thing. so I'll ask you. I'll ask you this because when you guys come back, you come back with everything that you had, like all your equipment, all your clothes that you had when you went to the Dorchester facility. When Benji went to the Dorchester facility, did he have a bottle of Xanax in his pocket? Did he have drugs on him? I'm going to say more than likely. Okay. I can't think of a reason why he wouldn't. Then then I'd, I'd say you have them now. You know, that if if Benji, you know, comes out of the night world, uh, comes out of his catatonia, and he starts having the shakes, you have enough for right now. Yeah, he just looks out the window and sees kids playing. And he just like numbly reaches into his pocket, takes out a couple pills, and just like staring at the kids <laughs> with dead shark eyes. I imagine like a very like uh, like a very like true detective like looks out the window and just kind of narrows his eyes and goes, mm-hmm, and then pops a pill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't don't trust it for a second. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. What about uh, what about Hank? Yeah, I think what was happening last time, he's been kind of reserved, um, you know, as far as what's going on with him and just kind of like keeping to himself because I guess this is his first basically psych break, essentially. Yeah. Um, And outside of that, you know, maybe some things are getting a little blurried. I mean, 
Was his son JJ? Was it Junior? Is that his sons? So, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that going on. Well, yeah, like he's what I would like imagine. Well, and then even you know, I think that out of all of you, I think well, eh, well, I think Hank is typically the most. Hank has been the most grounded, like up to this point. Thus far, he, he's been very much like we just got to find Abigail. We got to take care of the girl. Like it's like it's very much he's had that focus. And here, well, I don't know when Benedict. But I mean, out Benedict, of all the, you know, I mean, it's all spectrum. But I mean, out of all the uh, breaks, he has specifically paranoia, and that doesn't right. necessarily lend itself to a focused state of mind. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, you gotta think. Of, you know. and, and paranoia takes a lot of fla- is a lot of flavors, right? Like it could yeah. be paranoia, like, well, can I trust these people? Or it could be, are these people real? External, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think uh, that's what I would say. He's a little bit reserved, even to uh, companions here until the note comes around. Then maybe he warms up to what's going on. But, right. Uh, you know, maybe his backstory is getting blurred. Like I said, with his uh, bonds. Yeah. Well, keep in mind too. God dang, Hank! Did your did your dick get bigger too? <laughs> <laughs> he has to constantly. He's just sitting there. He has to constantly check his dick size. He's paranoid that has gotten bigger. Look inside your drawers, Hank. Something changed. Something's changed. <laughs> This would be just so distressing if these three men just wake up after the psychotic episode. <laughs> and just immediately just all, all pull down their hands. <laughs> all of them are just like, oh, did your dicks get bigger? <laughs> well, let's take a look. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Yeah, fuck you, Art Dream. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the seriousness of this, <laughs> of this atmosphere. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... So, but yeah, he's like, where, where Hank was always the one who kind of had it together. And then what has it been like for Benedict to watch these two? Because like Hank was over there in the corner, just like, it's not real. You're not real. You know, like for a minute, like not believing anything. And then Benji is just over there drooling for a little while. Like, what is it? What is it like? What is it like for Benedict to be in this situation? That's Can I interesting because you how, would be the how, most sane person in yeah, this moment. How many yeah. points away are you from a break? I I can't remember. It's hold on. I might I be don't able to pull think you I off. lost that much sanity. I don't know how that access to your. Let me see. But regardless, I think I, I'm, this is what I'm struggling with. It's like he is by definition the most sane out of everybody, but for a long time in his rational mind, he's been questioning the reality of everything. In a in a very non insane way, right? So, I don't know if we're going to be able to discern. Like, if we were narrating this experience, which we kind of are, but if we were spectating this experience, it would start to question whether the insane people are the sane people, or the insane person is the insane one, because nothing's matching up. There's a two to one vote on what sanity is, <laughs> and yeah. you've just come out of this fucking catatonic experience that nothing ended up being real possibly so i'm actually confused i don't know how this can play out but it there's a lot of space for it to be interesting i don't know i don't know how to answer how benedict is he's probably very fucking confused like i am yeah. right now well you know and you guys even coming out of this coming out of the night world coming out of the dorchester because and remember you were at the dorchester then you traveled through the library and then you went to the theater 
and to get the, from the library to the theater, you had to travel back through what was essentially the night floors. Like you saw, and you even let Ham go in the night floors. Like, and to presumably meet you in 1995. You know, it's like you guys still have, and when you were put in the Dorchester in the night world, you guys had this, this other set of memories. This other set of memories that was that you had been in here for 20 years. So you still have echoes of that life in the Dorchester. You still have like they seem a lot less That's where real like, now. If I was getting gonna get super deep into it from like, <clears throat> who's who's had a little break and who hasn't, that's where like the difference probably would come into play to me, uh, John, is like Benedict maybe has like some grasp on you know, you're watching a movie, you know that's a movie. Sitting on yeah. the couch, that's reality. Mm-hmm. Baby, John or, or Benedict knows like no, not John. John doesn't know the difference. <laughs> John doesn't know the. Difference. <laughs> I, I, Benedict knows. Okay, <laughs> this is something weird that happened, but that's not what's going on right now. You know, that is something weird right. that happened, and maybe mm. Hank and uh, Benji don't necessarily have Benji. that. You know, it's split. Maybe that yeah. is what happened. Yeah. Maybe what's going on right now yeah. is totally. what's going on. You know, maybe this yeah. is totally. the movie where uh, Benedict has that grasp. Like, that was the weird thing. This is, like, what's happening now. Yeah, that'd make a good conflict. Yeah. I think um, I think what Benji is thinking, what maybe causes him to, like, numb his, his brain and take Vicodin or whatever, is, like, he immediately goes to, like, alternate realities and just, like, thinking, did we actually, like, plane shift or something? And he's trying to think about, like, what resources he can look at, like, obscure bookstores and just do it going straight to research like that's his well think comfort your, your occult is so high you probably have a, a, a massive backlog of of knowledge about alternate realities and moving between worlds and stuff like occultic knowledge um yeah so he's probably convinced that was real and it did happen but where did it happen like which timeline did it happen on or something like that does benedict think that the night world happened does he think that the Dorchester and the library and the theater, does he believe that happened? I think, actually, <clears throat> I think he's going to go back to his roots. Like, he was in that Daily Mail. He had all that access to absolute bullshit, effectively. He was curating and editing bullshit. Huh. So at this point, maybe he's gone through all of this and he is going to be come from a, coming from a perspective of, like, this is just bullshit. I need to get to the... Who is pulling our fucking leg? Yeah. Or in how he would say it. No, he'd say it like that. Uh, <laughs> like, who's who's actually fucking with us? Because it was first Marbus, and now there's something else. Like, he maybe is going to reach for the tool set to, like, try and solve this problem and debunk whatever bullshit is coming out yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like, that's using his journalistic skills to, like, cut through the bullshit. Yeah, yeah rid of the fake news yeah yeah well you know it's interesting like brad what you'd said like that idea of you know sitting and watching a movie but knowing that the movie's a movie like you can be pulled into it and like while you're watching it like you can be pulled into it and that could be a part of your experience but the second you look away from the screen you realize it's not a movie so in a way it's like you guys before all this happened 
before everything happened, before before Abigail Wright, before the McAllister, before 1995, your characters were like people sitting on a couch watching a movie fully engrossed. That was your life. Your life was what was on the screen. But what's happened now is that your eyes have been pulled just a little bit to the side and you've begun to see this is this is not real. There's something else out here. Or maybe you're watching a play. Your eyes have been pulled just to the side or maybe you see just through the curtain just a tiny bit to see that what was in front of your eyes maybe wasn't as real as you wanted. It was, yeah, you experienced it, but maybe it wasn't all that's there. So I don't know, there's like, some, which is more sane? There's some more channels. This there's is, other this channels. Is, this is, uh, direct TV. This, this yeah. <laughs> I see it as, there's like a little zoom out. You know, when there's that first-person perspective <clears throat> of somebody watching something and you're in that first-person perspective. This is like a little jittery zooming out and you see the back of the person's head. Yeah. That's the person seeing the back of their own head, but then it like jitters back into first person. I think I think Dace had said something about um, Plato's allegory of the cave. Like you guys are like uh, I remember that you guys are are beginning to recognize like what we're seeing is not the whole story. Uh, it's and the rest Shadows. of the story isn't super good. But yeah. Can we opt out of the rest of the story? Has that yeah, do you guys want to stop here? As, uh, let's get some, like, ice cream. Uh, yeah, let's, let's just get some ice cream and, you know, go back to our... <laughs> let's just go get some ice cream. Say, you know, fuck this. Mystery. Yeah. Well, listen, like, I'll go ahead and tell you, like, you know, like, say, we're, you guys are just going to pick up where you are in this house with all the evidence that's around you and with your lives, and you're going to have to figure out what you do now. Um, it's going to be a little... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit open here for a bit. Um and I'm excited to see kind of how it goes and your characters having this new having had this new experience and coming back to the quote unquote real world you know I think it's going to be I'm looking forward to it like we I mean we're more than a year in we're probably a little more than half maybe way done uh, we'll see how long it takes you guys to get so to there's this next another chapter. After, after after three there's four chapters oh fuck I didn't what yeah. the fuck are they thinking? Shit. Plays are three. <laughs> <laughs> what are they That's thinking? Bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Tiss, tiss, tiss. yeah. How dare they? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, uh, do you guys do you guys have anything else? I feel like we we kind of kind of laid the scene for chapter three here. I'm spent. I'm excited. No, I'm I'm excited. I've got know. a couple ideas for what Benji might get up to, but we'll 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 get there. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and if anybody were to, and like I said, I am very surprised no one died in chapter two, just in general, just, there were some good opportunities, just didn't connect. Uh, but we're going to get a high school Joe. You guys, it's going to be fucking (laughs) rad, (laughs) but the, you know, and you guys have backup characters, uh, and there are ways that these backup characters can become a part of the story, uh, which I'm ready to work with and there's also axel uh if anybody whoever it's gonna be first come first serve for axel uh, so, so everybody put axel yeah. on their character sheet of character <laughs> like me 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Just watch no, I don't, watch no, some no, no, 80s no. wrestling well, I, and you'll this. and you'll get every all the all the Macho <laughs> Man <laughs> Randy. Watch a bunch of Macho Man. <laughs> of the No, I vetoed this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't play Axel. Axel's He's part of the game. He's that's, part of... That's your IP, man. Yeah. We'd have to pay you royalties. It's if, like if telling me I can go and play Steve now. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's, that's your creation. Oh, Steven. Well, I don't and, know if I want to... And you, and you have to live with that. Play that's Because he offed... What's his name? He offed yeah, Marcus. he's a fucking ruthless bastard. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he gets a job done. You know, which would be a, which would be a welcome treat. From your current characters. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Who's the chuckle fuck All right. now? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, that's a good place to end it. And well, then uh, how about next week? How about we plan to uh, get into it? Sound like a plan? Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Game. Cool. All right. Everyone listening, everyone who's going to be watching, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, not everyone's into Session Zeros, but... Here we are, nonetheless. Uh, if you really like what you're listening to, head on over to Patreon, um, support us, and get your episodes a week early. Get episodes all the Sandy checks, uh, which is uh, uh, <laughs> just a good old fashioned laugh. The Sandy check. Jean says some really nasty stuff uh, in there, uh, which I thought were. I don't know. I know John personally, and, and some of the stuff he says in the Sandy check, I just think he's trying to be mean. Yeah. So it's no, it's okay. I just. Him. I don't want Brad to hear it, but it's okay. He doesn't listen to it. <laughs> he's fine. he's pandering to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> watch it. Watch our monthly listens go up because of me. <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, come, uh, our our links, our Reddit is kind of our headquarters and everything. Hey, oh, uh, if you we really appreciate it. If you like this series, you want to uh, tell a friend about it. And we really appreciate it. Head on to Apple or Spotify and leave us a positive review. It really helps us uh, just get out there. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you, you two, for sitting out in the fucking cold uh, while we have this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. The, the warmth of your joy warms our bones. Is that a thing? Yeah. All right, it's probably time to end it. Okay. <laughs> Impossible landscapes. Uh, <laughs> well, this is impossible. Nice. That's what warms you up. That's what gets you going. Anyway, yeah. you guys, yeah. Oh, thank you guys uh, for joining me again. And uh, we will catch you next time. Remember, everyone, stay safe and stay sane. Bye.